punters. Yes, g'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 29. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall, Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, before we attack this week's action, this weekend's action, uh, there was a fair bit of action yesterday, uh, that being Wednesday, Australia Day, a uh, big meeting at Caulfield, the Blue Diamond previews. Anything take your eye there? Uh, well, I intriguingly watched the Phillies division because uh, I did have an interest on the Peter Moody trained waltz on by, and I thought uh, just line up and collect on the turn. She'd been given a, a sweet ride from the from the wide draw by Blake McDougall. She loomed and, and didn't quite finish off. I think she was a bit green. She sort of didn't really flatten out and then took a dive on the line and just missed third. But um, interestingly, she ran second in the Moe trial. She caught my eye. The winner didn't. And of course, the winner wins at $15. So... Uh, that's trials for you. But, uh, yeah, it was a, a good win in good time by the filly, Miss Rosiano. I think she went uh, three quarters of a second quicker than the than the boys did. And a couple of reputations dented a little bit, I guess, in the boys' division with Philosopher uh, going down and Rampant Lion. But I think Rampant Lion will be better for the run. And and just a, another two-year-old winner for Anthony and Sam Friedman. They, uh, uh, they're, they're two-year-olds, just always very hard to beat. Dan, this weekend we've got uh, some feature sprints in, uh, well, all over the place really, but uh, certainly in Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide. Interesting thing about uh, those races, they've all got past winners in them. Streets of Avalon looking to make it two in a row in the Australia Stakes standout, who uh, won the Expressway two years ago, is back in that race at Rose Hill. And, of course, Behemoth, who kicked off with a win in the Durbridge Stakes last year, is back there in Adelaide to Behemoth, a fairly short favourite. What do you think of the chances of those past winners in Melbourne and Sydney, given that, uh, surprisingly enough, those races, even though they're weight-for-age sprints, so you would expect horses to come back and win more than once, uh, it, it's only been done once in each case. Courts in session won the Expressway in 2005-2006 and Black Caviar won the Australia Stakes uh, twice. Where How do you rate the chances of those to uh, come back and win? Yeah, well, Behemoth obviously looks hard to beat. The, the market suggests it looks for a good duel with Kemmel Passer there at the um, in Adelaide. Look right in the expressway. Standout, one of the chances, no doubt, in a, a smaller sort of field there. But the favourite Animo first up, um, obviously just missing in a Cox Plate um, on the... Controversial circumstances. His last start will certainly be hard to beat, but standouts um, a chance. And the race in Melbourne, uh, while Streets of Avalon sort of a, a double-figure price at the moment, he's certainly, I think, a big chance at Mooney Valley considering uh, his form at the track. And whilst there is a, a, another short price favourite, the Boom Horse in Morabi, um, I think um, he's he's one of the better chances in the race. So yeah, I think the, the, all the ones you mentioned, probably Behemoth's probably the, the better chance of the. The returning winners in those three races you mentioned barked, but I think all three certainly have winning claims. Yeah, well, I, I guess you're right in that uh, the standout and uh, Streets of Avalon, possibly under the radar somewhat because of the presence of uh, the sort of excitement, the boom horse in both of those uh, races. But I guess with uh, Animo, the question is, uh, you know, ready to fire, ready to fire <laughs> first up. And uh, the question well, one of the questions with Morabi, apart from the rising class, is uh, what's the track going to be like? Um, forecast is fairly we uh, fairly biblical for Melbourne 
Friday. Uh, at really, Melbourne, the weather in Melbourne this week has been more like Brisbane. It's uh, been hot, humid. Uh, so you'd be right at home, Dan. Uh, hot, humid, and uh, when it rains, it pours, and it may well pour tomorrow. So we'll get to that because we're going to go straight to the Valley, where the Group 2 Australia Stakes is the feature race. It is race seven on the car, the MA Services Group, Australia Stakes. Weight for age over 1,200 metres, a Group 2 worth 350000 How did you see this one, Joel? Yeah, well, obviously, we're going to know a bit more on Saturday as to what sort of track we're dealing with. Um, shouldn't be um, as hard as it was last week, of course, upgraded to a firm two and um, you know, benchmark horses getting very close to track records. So the rain about should help the track. Um, look, I, I couldn't tip against Marabi. She took that next step last time out. It was a strong win from a proven stablemate away game who did finish off strongly, but had to absorb a, absorb a little bit of pressure there. And I thought she yeah, ticked a few boxes in terms of stepping up to stakes grade. And you know, she was a dollar thirty-five there, and now you're getting two dollars. So Look, I think if, not not my go, but if you stepped into a last start, why wouldn't you step in again, uh, getting better odds? I think she'll be very hard to beat. I've put the three-year-old in for second number 12, Lightsaber, just because I think he can get to outside the lead and probably a good place to be. He sort of mixed his form a little bit last season, but he did win the Caulfield Guineas Prelude, sitting on a steady speed, and then battled on pretty well in the Caulfield Guineas. I expect him to be quite competitive here first up. Uh, nine, Turaf, probably still looking for further, but did enough in the standish. First up down the straight, just got that tricky gate to contend with here. You know, he likes to press forward, just not sure where she gets to, but she's good enough to be competitive. And six, Sinawan, certainly looking for him to be finishing off strongly. The first run in Australia was okay when um, finishing midfield, but then he really bounced out of that and, and scored impressively at Caulfield. So he's obviously a horse with a fair bit of promise. But on with 10 from 12, 9 and 6. Yeah, with the 10 as well, obviously unseen on a affected track, uh, affected ground, but she's raised the bar each time. Marabi um, gets a good draw here again. And it's just hard to go against, really, from um, what she's seen. She's obviously race fitness under her belt as well. A few of these resuming. Um, but yeah, 10 for mine. I thought the knockout hope in the race was the two wild planet. He's a, not a bad little first up horse, especially recently. He was second in a, a Doombin 10,000, a group one race to Eduardo. He's obviously one of our better sprinters. Um, Flash home just missed about half a length. There it was a excellent fresh run. He's been jumping well, jumping at well in readiness for this. Um, so 1200 meters first up. He's a slightly better horse over a touch further, but as I, as I mentioned, he has got runs on the board at this sprint trip fresh and just thought he was over the odds in the race. I got the six, Cinnawan in next, um, impressed within the group three at Caulfield at the end of the spring carnival there. It was a good-looking win, rounding him up. Um, looks quite progressive and looks to have a few nice races in him. And in for fourth, we've got the one, Streets of Avalon. That first set record, hard to ignore as well as his record at the Valley. Um, good draw. Certainly be up on the pace and um, obviously a tough, gritty customer. Can't be left out. But 10 uh, will be hard to beat. Uh, 10, 2, 6 and 1. Yeah, look, I've got Marabi on top too, but certainly there there are queries uh, yet to strike a wet track. Uh, look, we don't know uh, what we're going to be racing on the track with soft five earlier in the week um, forecast. So I've been a bit of rain, um, well, actually fairly, fairly 
heavy but brief rain a bit on Wednesday afternoon and uh, overnight Thursday and then uh, 20 to 40 mils forecast for Friday. So 20 you could see still being a soft five, but uh, 40 would be another story. And I agree with Dale. I think actually Wild Planet would be the one to benefit there. Um, has had nine starts on affected tracks for three wins and four other placings. Um, yeah, look, first up form, uh, just a one win, but four out of seven in the Quinella, including, as Daniel mentioned, that uh, excellent run behind Eduardo in the Zoomin 10,000 last time. In, and uh, Eduardo, a fit and inform Eduardo, fairly short in this race, I would have thought. Um, Streets of Avalon uh, for third, although his affected track form... And no wins from 13 starts. And Taraf, the fourth, 10 to 1 and 9 for me. Talk us through your Valley Specials, Joel. Well, I'm going in again here with race one, number six, Raya Yuki, but probably nearing on last chance. Really hasn't been her doing, getting beaten of late, though. So, look, I've still think she's a nice filly. She was very good here two runs back, just left the run too late. And then last time out of Caulfield, it was a farcically run race and just... Her and one of her rivals from Saturday, Russians, just had no hope in that race. Russians gets the blinkers on and I think is the biggest danger. Raya Yuki, they've resisted sort of any gear changes, but she's come up with barrier two. She's had seven of seven, five of seven, 12, eight, 11. So she's always drawn wide in her career. Got gate two. Hopefully that sees her settle in the first four. And if she does, I think she'll be very hard to beat. And my value bet comes up later in the day. Race four, number eight, running cloud. Well, the key to him is the start of the race because the lead is up for grabs here. And if he begins, he can lead. Like he did two runs back at Flemington where he was very gutsy behind Unique Artist. Uh, prior to that, a couple of luckless runs around here. Last time out, he was slow out, settled back at Flemington and had no hope. So if he jumps from barrier three, I think the lead's his. And at 20 to one, he'll give you a great sight. My best comes up in race four, the lightly race, but promising Dunder Cheap um, from the Mara Nusa stable. Didn't muck around with him in his debut preparation. He had the two starts with two wins and he was quickly up to 2,000 metres at his second start. Um, fought hard to win there. Under the big weight, he was resumed in a 600 metre race at Caulfield and against some sort of match fit horses, he um, was solid there into third, up to 2,000 metres, again, second up. Um, and I think he'll be hard to beat. Looks the best horse in the race and um, quite a promising one. So from a good draw, should be afforded every chance in the run. Um, he's my best of the day. The value, race four, number five. The value comes up in the last, the stable mates, Thunder Cheap, the 11 universal lady, who she's a, she's a mare in form. She just hasn't, she won a couple at the start of the preparation, but sort of five runs since she's been thereabouts without winning. She's a very consistent mare. Um, always tries her hardest. She still can settle off them. She can roll forward or she can let down with one final sprint late. <clears throat> um, she had to do that from the wide draw last start and did a long hard at Sandown Hillside there. And I thought probably should have won the race. She was held up at a key stage um, and sort of got out too late there. But finding the line once again, 55 kilos after the claim for Josh Richards. Um, she's going really well, Universal Lady. Deserves another win. Race nine at number 11, my value. My best was uh, race three, number two, stay gold. Going for a hat-trick, I just think ticks all the boxes um, and still not badly uh, weighted uh, the way things have turned out in this race. 
Uh, and Jamie Carr rides, and Jamie Carr also rides my value bet race eight, number five, Cosmic Rhapsody, coming off that run. Very narrow defeat at uh, Rapid Racing Day at Flemington. Uh, Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday, and there is a group two sprint there as well. In fact, uh, there's also, earlier in the day, uh, a couple of uh, group three races for the two-year-olds, uh, which are going to be very interesting. We'll start in race two then with the Fujitsu General Canonbury Stakes, 1,100-metre group three set weights and penalties for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings job. I've gone with one of the newcomers. Um, we don't see Metallicity here for the second time in the last three or four weeks. Uh, didn't accept the highly spruced Snowden-trained Colt, but we do see the Chris Waller-trained Great Barrier Reef. Cost $1.4 million. He won a trial in November at Canterbury. His recent trial, he could have won it. He was just in behind them doing easy work without a lot of room. He went up $3 off nomination. That's always a pretty good guide with a first starter. Um and probably told you that James McDonald was going to be riding. I think he's about even money now. So he is on top for me. I think number three, Flashing Steel, is the one at a bit of odds. I backed him at his first start, and I could possibly have a saver on him here because he's drawn barrier one. He drew wide first start and went back, came widest, and I thought he ran really well. So I think he's the, a bit of a knockout. Eight, Zambezi River, another one with race experience, the stable mate to Great Barrier Reef. He was second in the breeder's plate. So nothing wrong with that form. And in for third, another of the Waller runners, number seven, Robusto, who was beaten favourite at Flemington during Cup Week. It looked a little bit at sea down the straight there. And Jockey did think that a dry track would suit. He should get that on Saturday. But uh, I've got four on top from three, eight and seven. I try to find something to beat the favourite here. And I come up the seven, Robusto, the, the sable mate. Um really jumped out nicely leading into that sort of debut run at Flemington, as Joel said, sort of got lost down the straight, but he's finished off well all the same. It's a pleasing sort of debut, put away after that um, and uh, has won a trial and um, readiness for his second preparation. So seven, I thought was a better play at the price. Um, do we concede that the, the four will be hard to beat? Um, obviously the, the money that's come for it is a good sign. And the, the, the trials have obviously been quite impressive. So um, certainly the one to beat, the, the favourite. Eight, Zambezi River, another Waller runner. Um, it was good. Behind Sajarjan, Sajarjan on debut. That horse has um, gone on with it. And look, he's certainly a leading player. Another start speller in the field. And in for four, I have the... In for fourth, I have the six, Racamello, the Godolphin Colt. Seven, four, eight, six... Uh, we go across to, I believe it is race number three on the program, and that is for the Phillies. It is the Widden Stakes. Same conditions, but for Phillies, 1,100-metre group three set weights and penalties. Joel? Yeah, I'm with number seven, Queen of the Ball here. You could have any of these. It's a pretty wide-open race. She's come up with another wide gate. She drew wide on debut, but she showed good gate speed there. Got outside the lead, just wobbled around a bit in the straight when Rachel King went for her, and that probably cost her the race. Ojai was able to get up her inside and just blouse her out. She's trialled well again leading into this. Probably the, the key could be whether the number 11 runs, Trendy Lass. She's also in at Scone on Friday, and 
If she doesn't run, then I'd, I think Queen of the Ball can get to outside Pantanario, who's probably the leader. And she'll give you a great sight because I think she would have come on a lot from that uh, that time off, Queen of the Ball. So happy to be with her each way. Uh, followed by a couple coming out of the gym crack behind Cool and Gatta in five, Mumbai Jewel. Did a good job from a wide gate there, kept closing. And four, Drazano, who missed the start, stuck near the inside and really attacked the line. So they were both good runs out of that race. And one, Ebha, lived up to the hype, winning on debut down in Caulfield. Was t- uh, tackled there at the 200 probably headed too by Baldino, but she fought back and won well. Uh, there's certainly other hopes. It's a, a pretty wide open win stakes, but I've got seven on top from five, four and one. Yeah, with the one on top, I loved her win at Caulfield. Yeah, as Joel said, headed by the other horse there, um, Baldino, and, <clears throat> but she kicked back reversely. I thought it was a very pleasing effort to see a filly do that on debut, especially ones with wraps like hers. Um, she goes on top for me based on that performance before Drysana uh, chased Cool and Gatta on debut. No match for that horse, but um, pretty decent effort after missing the kick. Uh, seven, Queen of the Ball, and two, Ojai um, in next. But pretty keen on the one here. Uh, one of the better bets, I thought, it's in, on, in Sydney. Race three, number one, one, four, seven, two. Across to race seven at Rose Hill on Saturday. It is the 4X Expressway Stakes, 1,200-metre Group 2 standard weight for age worth 200,000. Joel sees the return of Cox Plate runner-up Animo. Yeah, he's an odds-on quote, and he probably deserves to be. I think, you know, the little query is him returning off that 2,040-metre Cox Plate run. He was very good first up in the Runder Rose last prep, but it did take him a long time to get to in the Congo. And just whether he's as sharp this time around as he was back then, having had the 2,000 metre run and a bit of a, you know, a deep spring. So they're the queries, but I think he's a deserved favourite and, and hard not to have on top. I think number one standout, you mentioned him earlier as a previous winner of this race as a three-year-old. I think he's the danger. He hasn't won since winning this race as a three-year-old. So it's a long time between drinks, but he had a really good prep in the spring. He was second to Mass Crusader, second to Big Parade, that was even on a wettish track, which he doesn't normally like. And then third behind Eduardo and lost and running. So he was mixing it with some pretty top-class sprinters. I think he's the one that um, could threaten Animo. And then I've thrown in another couple of the three-year-olds. Tiger of Malay, one first up last prep with 61 kilos. And eight overpass, who didn't have much go right in the Coolmore. Probably could have been in the placings there. Instead, he was sixth and a pretty good sixth at that. So he's the one that... Um, you know, he's probably double figures and, and could be the, a touch of value. But I've got six on top from one, seven, and eight. Yeah, couldn't find anything to beat the six. Uh, obviously, the 1,200 metres is a little bit of a query. He'll be better over further, but um, he did win over this trip. Uh, first up last time in. Um, it's a class cult of the field. And I, whilst I probably won't dive in at that price, I just... Have him on top. The six, I think the seven Tiger in Malay will run a good race first up. Got a good first up record. Beat Coast Watch um, with a big weight. Gave that horse eight kilos. Um, he still beat him, chasing it down. A very good ride from James McDonald that day. Coast Watch went on with it later in the preparation. Um, so he's the danger. I think the seven Tiger in Malay and probably the, the other one to go into a, a quaddy. Three Wisdom of Water um, was a couple of months ago struggling for form and 
sort of not really um, living up to his earlier sort of form, but he's found it of late. Two straight wins at Wong and the Gold Coast um, won really well. Um, with a lovely, lovely ride from Rachel King from the wide draw, and she stays on here. And um, third pick for me, the three, and in for fourth, we've got the one standout first up. One numbers six, seven, three, and one. Uh, well, let's see now. We have uh, not covered anyone's special, so that's good. A bit more value for the listeners. Joel, we'll uh, start with you, and uh, you're starting in race five with Astero. Yeah, and what looks a pretty strong midway handicap if they all go round. Um, there's some stakes form here, so it's uh, probably the strongest midway we've seen. But uh, nine Astero, he's got the outside gate, but they've got James McDonald third up, and I think he's ready to win. He beat Titanium Power last time in. He was not too far off Oscar Zulu. That's pretty good Saturday form. I thought his first up run at Warwick Farm was excellent. Only two horses had a quicker last 200 on the day. They've both since won. The problem was second up. He just stayed at 1,100 metres, and they were just too sharp for him, chasing a rule of law once again. But I thought he did more than enough. Now he gets to 1,300, and look, he's very hard to beat. You've got to be wary of the four, military expert, another one with a wide gate, but he's got group form. Uh, he's Chase King of Sparta, and he's a three-year-old with a stack of upside. So a bit wary of him, but uh, I'm keen on Astero and Value bet. I've gone for the last race 10, number one, El Mahaha. Hopefully it's a dry track and hopefully that can see him bounce back because he's been a bit flat his last few, but they've been on wet tracks. He's one from 12 on soft and heavy, but his dry form's really good. Uh, you go back to his third to Wairiri Falls at the start of October and at the end of that month, he won the Golden Cup and it was a pretty strong Golden Cup too. There's been plenty of good form come out of that race. He's still got a big weight after the claim, 59 and a half, but I'm sure if he gets track conditions to suit, he'll run you a good race at each way odds. I'm pretty keen on Crystal Pegasus in race six. Um, thought he might have needed the run fresh, 1,500 metres first up, a horse that does like to get over a bit more ground. Um, but he's run really well, finishing strongly in the second. Um, probably should have finished close to the winner, Monogal. Don't think it would have beaten him with um, that he got out sooner, but just sort of uh, traffic problems for a... 100 metres there from the 300 to the 200. Um, nice to line one out. It was a pleasing return. And now, importantly, up to his uh, preferred trip of 2,000 metres. He's won three of six at the trip. Um, James, McDon- James McDonald goes on board. I think it um, shapes nicely this race for Crystal Pegasus. And um, be hard to beat second up. Sees so my best. Race six, number two. The value comes up in the first. And need a couple of emergencies for Golden Gorge to get a run. The 19, but... If he does get a start, he'll give this a red hot shake for sure. He's good in a stronger race at Rose Hill last start. He um, kept coming there, um, find some good horses, and overall, I think his form, his preparation has been quite solid without a whole heap of luck around a couple of highways, first and second up, and uh, bad gates sort of cost him there. He'll be spotting a start, but I think. On his best form, he's, um, he can win a race like this and just hopefully he can gain a start. Race one, number 19, the value. Finally, after uh, a long tour of the provincial SA areas, SA Metro Racing returns to Morfordville on Saturday and the feature is race eight. It is the Durbridge Stakes, 1,100 metres standard weight for age and behemoth is pitched into it with his rating uh, of 114. Nearest uh, to him is Kemal Passer, 107. And then you go back to 
Mongolian Marshal on 95. So very well weighted. He's got the uh, elite first up form, nine starts for five wins and two seconds, whereas the, uh, the horse who's a danger to him, Kemal Passes, first up form is nine, starts for one win. Uh, and, of course, Behemoth in recent preps just has been coming out here to Morphville and knocking over one of these black-type races. So no wonder, Dan, he's fairly short. That's right. Hard to knock. He's doing everything right. The trials have been good. Walk Camel Pass is probably uh, more of a, I guess, uh, exclusive that, that stays with these, trip, these sprint trips. Uh, Behemoth, his record over these sprint trips uh, is quite good. He's got three wins from six starts at 1,100. Of course, he's group one winner at 1,400 metres as well and uh, has run well in the All-Star Mile over further. But I think he gets the job done here at 1,100 metres. As you mentioned, Barks at first up form is hard to ignore. Um, yeah, under the weight, weight for age scale, obviously well-placed with his rating. So he's on top for me. Camel Passer in next as well. No slouch first up, so certainly no behemoth But he um, when, when resuming, but he's no slouch. Good without winning last preparation in a couple of feature spring sprints. Um, I think he'll be right there again here in for a good preparation. Eight award winner, um, one down the bottom. Not suited at weight for age. Only carrying two kilos less than behemoth and Kemal Passer, but... She's a rock-hard fit, and she's going well. I think a win looks close for her. Whether it's this race, not not sure, but I think she'll be competitive. And um, certainly one for the exotics. In for fourth, I got the one down at 53 kilos, the Philly Champagne Dreams. It's a promising sword, and it's come back in good order this time in. One, two, eight, nine for me. Joel, very similar numbers for you. Yeah, Bohemoth to beat Camel Pass, so they look the two. Uh, I've chucked the Mayor Award winner in for third, just um, you know, lightly race Mayor, racing well, way up in class, but could sneak some black type. And three Mongolian Marshal, who's going to need further, but he might just uh, slot into fourth. But yeah, probably just a watch race for me, and, and hopefully Bohemoth comes back in good order and he can crack on towards the uh, All Star Mile. One, two, eight, three. Dan, your best on the program comes up in race six. It is number eight, Coyote. That's right. This horse, it's still a maiden. Um, obviously, a few, it's a no metro win race. few of these have wins to their name, but despite still being a maiden, I thought this Tavachi Gelding um, was the one to beat in this. His return at Gawler at 1,500 metres was um, was really good. No match for Chromium late, but it's fine in the line there, and it was a very decent return over that sort of trip. Um, it'll only improve with that 1,600 metres suits, and um, I think we'll win a few races here in Australia, former Kiwi. Um, really liked the return. I said back to 54 kilos with a good draw. Um, hard to beat. Best of the day. Race six, number eight. The value comes up in well, had had race nine, five spark up the value, but it's come up at 450. So one with a bit more, um, bit of a better price. Well, the stable mates, race seven, number four. Um, Montepulciano, who I gave a good chance last start, and after finding the lead, he just didn't have much to offer. Like, late in the piece, um, willing to forgive that one run somewhat because he did have to work sort of hard to find that um, find that spot on the lead and, and just sort of that, that, that told in the end. <clears throat> Here, he maps to lead this for fun. It's a race with devoid of speed. Most of these are, um, are back markers. Obviously, I think we'll see Paul or Seamus maybe, maybe roll forward um, from the middle draw, but I think the four will be able to find this, find the front quite easily. And rock hard fit. Hopefully, if he can dictate, he'll um, take some catching and give a side at an each-way price. Race seven, number four. 
Uh, Joel, do you want to tell us about your specials in Adelaide? Yeah, my best race four, number six, ultimate victory. Tends to settle in the back half, so you know he's always going to require a bit of luck, a bit of luck. But he's been very good in both runs this time in. Strong win at Gawler last time out, coming from last. The horse he beat, Cool Magnum, won last week. So nothing wrong with the form. He's just going to need a bit of pace on and a few things to go right. But I think he's good enough to win if those things pan out. And value bet found it a bit tricky, but I've gone for race six, number three, Cowley's Creek. Former Darwin Galloper had first run in South Australia at Oakbank last time out. I thought it was a pretty good effort. Drew wide, went back, just kept getting sort of checked and forced back to the inside to make his run in the straight. And it probably could have figured in the placings if he had got clear room. And based on that run, I think he's going well enough to be competitive here at an each way price. Uh, All righty. Well, uh, we head out of town in Queensland for our Metro action this Saturday to the Sunshine Coast. And there's a black type race there as well. It is race eight, Coastline BMW Sunshine Coast Cup, 1,400 metre listed quality handicap. Uh, Dan, how did you see this one? Yeah, good race. Very competitive affair. Um, plenty of class in the field. I do like one at odds here, or double figure odds anyway, the six Oscar Zulu. Um, I think going well in two starts, this preparation was an impressive winner first up at Randwick at a, at a price. Um, so it was an excellent return. And then last start in the Magic Millions Cup, just wide draw, back wide, um, covered ground. And I know it was tracked really wide on the turn. He kept coming to the line and made some ground without threat. It was a pretty pleasing effort, um, considering there was plenty others in the field with easier runs than him. Um, but um, I think tracking the right way, this preparation. Third up here, won impressively at this stage of the prep. Similar trip. Um, gets a much... We'll get a much easier time of it in the run, you'd think, with Barrier 6, 54.5 kilos on his back. <clears throat> um, I think he's a, a big chance in the race. So he's on top for me and my best value of the day on the sunny coast. In for second, I've got the two, the Herovian. Um, he too looks to be ticking along just nicely. Two runs back from a spell and improve a second up in the listed race up to the mile. Um, loves this trip. Four wins at the, at the 1,600 metres gets a good draw to contend with. So they're the clear main two for me. Desert Lord, always got to be one you include in numbers. High-class gelding on his day. Can mix his form, but last preparation, he did show some signs of consistency. Well, won two races from four starts and filled the placings in the other two in, in pretty handy listed affairs. Um, trialling well and got a good first-up record. In for fourth of the five, Scalapini, who, um, pleasing enough return over a distance short of his best. 1,400 metre suits better. Um, just a wide draw, a bit of a query, but um, can't leave him out. Very consistent. Very consistent customer. My numbers, 6, 2, 4 and 5. Uh, Joel, very similar for you again. The first, same same trifecta. Yeah, yeah. Not too much more to add. I thought Oscar Zulu would be very hard to beat. The Horovian's just about ready. Desert Lord runs well pretty much all the time, but he's got a good fresh record in particular. And I just chucked uh, one of the mares in and I think there's only a couple in the race and yeah, only a couple of mares in the race. Always like including one of them in these black type races. And she's going well, uh, East Asia, number 13. Strong win in a listed race two back. Struck the heavy in the nudgy, got a long way back and did run on quite well. I think a slightly better ground does help her. And back onto the bigger track too, I think, is the key for her. Dan, as you mentioned, your value bet was race eight, number six, Oscar Zulu in the cup. Uh, talk us through your best, which is uh, in the last race, nine, number three, Mass Destruction. 
Yeah, Mass Destruction looks, looks really well placed in the last. Um, Love the win two back, 1,200 metres. He tackled 1,400 metres last start. And, look, it was a good run. He ran on well, strong, um, close to the inside of the track, which um, sort of cutting up, it was um, sort of wasn't the, the best place to be at that time, that stage of the day, the, the heavy eight. But he um, was able to make some ground there um, in that part of the track quite well. I thought it was a pretty good effort. 1,200 metres, I think, is his pet distance. He's back to that trip now. Um, I think we can see the best of him there. And, yeah, if he runs up that win two back over the same trip, I think it'll be really hard to beat in in the last. So, yeah, mass destruction, race nine, the best bet. Uh, your Sunshine Coast specials, Joel? Uh, race two, number three, Garoppolo, the best. We haven't seen him for five weeks. That's a little query, but he was very good first up behind Garibaldi. And then Doombin's not really his track and inside gate, he found a bit of trouble. He probably should have run third. The first two sort of cleared out a little bit, but he did get checked halfway up the straight, which cost him third. A big track, the key. He'll be able to uh, find clear galloping room. And I think he'd be far too smart for this slot. And my value bet comes up in the last race nine, number two, Boomtown Lass. Thought she was okay on Magic Millions Day. Uh, just sort of get, got back from a wide gate and just had a bit too much to do. Tried saving ground and, and you know, she, she battled on quite well. I just think from the inside draw, hopefully she can settle a lot closer. She has done that in the past and run really well. So it's not as if she's going to be racing against her pattern. I just think wide gates of late have been a bit of a hindrance. So if she can bounce back and show something like her best, then she'll be pretty hard to beat. All righty. Uh, in Perth, they are racing at Ascot. We actually head out of Perth next week to uh, Pinjarra for Magic Millions Day. But uh, for, for the time being, we're still in Perth and there is a black type race. It is the Scenic Blast Stakes. And that is a listed handicap over 1,200 metres. Um, and it is eight on the program. And BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, likes number five, Miss Contiki, to complete a hat-trick of features uh, from 11, Clairvoyance, 10, Icy Red, Icy Red, and two, Amasinus. That is uh, five, 11, 10, and two, BJ's best race, four, number three, Trade War, and his value bet race, two, number two, Alien from Mars. Joel, earlier in the day, across the Tasman, they are racing at Trentham and Rickerton. Yeah, third uh, success of Saturday at Trentham, and we've got a couple of uh, features here. The Group 1, Thorndon Mile, and uh, the Wellington Cup is a pretty sad race, really. The Wellington Cup now back to a Group 3, and it's not a very strong field at all, but the Thorndon Mile certainly has a, a fair bit of interest, and... I am tipping the chosen one at each way odds first up. Now, he's got a good first up record, this bloke. And if he, he just has to run up to his fee and stakes run in the spring. First up where he finished very close behind Superstorm and Elephant. Uh, you know, if he f runs up to that, he's going to be hard to beat. Obviously, he's coming off a Melbourne Cup run, but he is still a stallion and connections, uh, you know, they'd love a group one win at a mile. It would make him a bit commercial. So I'm with the chosen one to beat. A couple of mares, it's six Coventina Bay and three to Elicit. He's my value for the day. My best is race two, number seven, Not Guilty. Justified the odds on quote on debut. This half-sister, two subpoenaed. Uh, she bolted in there. Didn't have a lot behind her, but got the job done. This is a bit of a step up in grade. 
but I think she can go on with it and go on to better heights. That's race two, number seven. At Rickerton, my best is race eight, number two, Miss Tycoon Rose. Just a, a no-go on the very heavy track last time out. Prior to that, her form was first class, and she'll be very hard to beat getting back on firmer footing. And race nine, number one, Panzer, is my value bet. His first up run was very good. His next two during cup week at Rickerton were a bit plain. I tipped him last week, and he didn't have all favours. They've put the blinkers on. It's a pretty moderate race again. Just hopefully he can be a bit sharper with those shades on, not find any trouble, and we'll know where he's at. We can probably jump off if he's not fighting out the finish on Saturday. All right, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, my return certainly has um, ended that uh, brief period of uh, collects. Uh, all no good last week. And I'll tell you what, I reckon I set a new record with Wellsford of the my lazy lobster selection that was beaten furthest from home. He just a 1,000 metres to go. It just had absolutely no chance. Uh, and, of course, I had ignored my best on the program Um which, needless to say, won, and that was Yulong Command. So this week I am going with my best, which seems to be the way for me to get a collect in this uh, in this segment, and that is Mooney Valley Race 3, number 2, Stay Gold. Joel? I will make mine Sunshine Coast Race 2, number 3, Garoppolo. Yes, yeah, Sunny Coast as well. Uh, wait to the last. Mass Destruction. For me, race nine. Excellent. All right. Well, that's it uh, for this week, punters. Uh, Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak to you via winningpost.com.au. Just click the link in the main story there, and uh, that'll take you to issue.com, where it is still only five bucks. Uh, for all the stuff you get in the printed version, in fact, plus a few little extra odds and sods. Uh, the printed version, the ever-popular printed version, is $5.50, and that is in your newsagent's first thing Friday morning. Pick that up. Back plenty of winners over the weekend, listeners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.